episode number 197 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Lewis Walker and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Lewis, hey. uh, how are you? It's, uh, it looks like you've got a fine background there. It's the, 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 the mighty Spay Bay. Is, yeah, is that it's... a picture? Is that your, is that your, that's yeah. not your window, surely not. It's, I'm looking out of my window towards where the picture was taken, and uh, there's a significant bit of rain following just now. So, so no, that's ah, okay. that's um, that's the bridge going over to Garmouth um, that ah, I, I like run it. over every day. In fact, I've been running over it twice a day in the last five or six weeks, Kyle. Twice a day training, um, putting you to shame. But <laughs> yeah, so that that's the that's the um, the, the 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 old railway bridge. Uh, that, that goes across to Garmouth and Kingston. So I've got a little loop around there. Which is quite apt because, uh, you, you know, yours truly actually, um, the, our, our runners at the Murray Coastal Trail ran across that bridge uh, on Saturday. So we'll, we'll get, we'll, you know, we'll get to that uh, at some point. But, you know, before we get to that, obviously Lewis, Lewis is my coach and he's, he, I think he's he's probably our, our, our most serial interviewee, interviewee co-host uh, you know for it's like a, it's a bit of a hybrid now you know he's he's had his own section the doc talks uh and and here he is hosting yet again for the umpteenth time on tartan running shorts after all these years five whole years we've been podcasting uh and and we're only three episodes away from episode number 200 so um so yeah huge thanks to to lewis for for co-hosting this week uh Tommy will be back in the next episode. He, he, he's uh, a bit preoccupied, a bit busy this week. So we're getting uh, that I would say just as just as uh, a, a different perspective on 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 the running side compared to Tommy. So uh, yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, we've got a bumper episode as always. Lots of results, lots of races. We've got an interview with the the male Murray Coastal Trail 50 champion. So it's. Uh, a bumper episode, folks. So I hope you strap yourselves in, get your running shoes on, <laughs> get yourself over that Garmouth Bridge as well, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, it was so, a good. So it was a good day for it, wasn't it, uh, on Saturday? Because oh, because your well, good you, your you good went, lady wife your good lady wife was uh, marking out the course, and because I live on the course, she dropped in <laughs> by for a cup of tea. But not not only that, I was you know. She dropped in by for a cup of tea. She stayed for a wee while. And then yeah. she decided, because she'd parked her car at Garmouth, that she would accompany me on my warm-up to Garmouth for <laughs> me to do my session. And uh, that was the fastest warm-up I have done in a long time. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was at the pace of my tempo runs. <laughs> wow. Well, you know what's funny is, because, uh, you know, Debbie, Debbie spoke to me afterwards. So I didn't see you and. and on, on the Saturday, just you know, because I was too busy with other parts of the course in the race. Um, but but he, he, I think you were like, that's the first time I've ran with someone. You know, I'm sure you've you've ran with Wendy, your your wife, uh, a, a few times. But um, he, I think he, you were quite nervous to run with somebody. You're like you're breaking out from the norm here. You're, you know, what, so what was you know what what was that like for you? You know, was that a little bit just like messing with your routine there? Well, it's certainly, it's certainly messed with my routine, but in a good way, because I, I ended up doing my, so I was doing a tempo five miles. I did a three mile warm up and then a tempo five miles. But 
all of that was way faster than I normally would do. So, so it was actually it was positive to the point, Kyle. Where you know, you know, I do I, I run by myself virtually all the time. Uh, yeah. But it got me thinking after that. Maybe just maybe I should be uh, breaking out a little bit from my little prison camp in Spay Bay and uh, yeah. edging over towards Elgin and Murray Roadrunners and uh, and getting oh, okay. in some okay. some. Uh, co-productive runs yeah well let's uh you know while we're while we're on the subject like you know let's let's talk about you know your you know people who, who've listened to the podcast will, will know that you're my coach and you've been coaching you know myself for well over 10 years well over a decade now and uh and and which is you know for the people who know me and my progression will know how much I respect you in terms of and, and, and trust the process that you've you've given me and the, the training and everything else that goes along with it. Um, but like, you, you know, you're you you've started, you know, not only like you've been running all your life essentially, but the last sort of few months you've been getting right into the training again, and you know you've been you've been getting some some decent volume as well. It's uh, so you know what's the what's the method behind all this. Well, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, it's quite a weird one, isn't it? So not normally, so I, you know, as you know, I used to be a GP and yeah. I I stopped being a GP about two and a half years ago. And when I was a GP, I probably used to run about 25, 30 miles a week. But once I stopped, I, I got up to an average of about 50, 55 a week. And I did that for the last two and a half years. And then yeah. I kind of had the, I just had the idea that I wanted to see if I could do a bit more, so that was number one. Could could I actually do more, and and be would it actually make a difference to uh, you know to any competitions? Yeah. And I don't enter a lot of competitions, maybe a couple a year, but yeah. I just I just wanted to see whether increasing the volume would would make a difference. So the last six weeks, I've actually I went 70, 75, 78, 80. And this week I'm on for about another 75 or so. Um, and this isn't so, uh, kilometres, is it? This is this is miles, is it? This is ma- miles, yeah, it's not kilometres, yeah, miles. it's miles. <laughs> um, so <laughs> other than being knackered, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. still waiting for uh, the, the, the kind of positive training effect to fully to fully <laughs> kick in. But, but hey, hey, we'll see, it's an experiment. Yeah. And it, what is it they, they usually say, you know, you're, you'll start to notice, say if you've had that consistency, is it like five or six weeks? You, you know, like generally you, you start to see something from when, yeah. you, when you... So, so as a couple, as a, yeah, there's a couple of things there, I think, Kyle. So I, generally when I'm coaching folk, um, and, and particularly if it's more kind of like some of the middle distance folk I coach, you normally shift things up every six weeks or so. and and yeah. it, and it doesn't take that long for uh, a new kind of set of training to to have an effect, and particularly if you're looking yep. towards more kind of lactic acid uh, kind of stuff. Um, but when you're more into endurance running, um, you've really got to take a much longer view because you can you can up the miles, and and as long as you make sure you up the miles in a way that that you can handle it, that's number one. Yeah. Uh, and and number two that you do them easily enough not too easy but but you certainly don't want to do them hard you want to do about 80 percent of your mileage at a comfortable pace 
And and if but if you do that, you will accrue an endurance, but it, it's going to take months for that to really properly work its way through. So you've really got to have a long-term view as an endurance runner. But one of the really good things as an endurance runner is that no matter what age you are, that you know you can accrue and improve your endurance over the years, and that's that's one of the things that can improve quite markedly. Um, yeah. So okay. that's so I'm I'm getting on a bit now, but I, I really just wanted to see whether age notwithstanding, you know, could I could I make a difference? So the jury's out. Yeah. Uh, we'll see we'll over see. the next so few months. Uh, what's going to be the 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 target or like the the trial or is it going to be you know a park run or is it going to be a, a race or are we just well, going to yeah. is it going to be over the Garmouth Bridge again? <laughs> well, uh, there, there, there might be there might be numerous uh, little, little targets. And uh, nice. in, in terms yeah. of races, uh, the the Inverness 10K. I used to do that year in year out, and then I stopped yeah. for about ten years. Um, that's when I couple... first met you, wasn't it? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, that's that right. Was, I was that, and then after straight after that, I was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. And then that yeah. was uh, spoke to Mark, and then got your details, and the rest is history. And it's <laughs> absolutely. So I, I I went back to that a couple of years back um, as a as a kind of. Uh, Super well, we're not even a super vet. I think I was uh, no vin- vin- vintage. Vintage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's quite so insulting, I, isn't it? Like you know, some it's, of the categories uh, like super vet. Super vet sounds okay, but vintage sounds uh, like uh, you know you're about. Yeah. yeah, it's like good, good wine, good wine. <laughs> so I went back to that a couple of years ago, and uh, so I did it two years ago, and I did it last year. So I'll do it again this year, uh, and I'm, and I made a couple of things around it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, well, it'll be good to keep up to date with your progress and you know how things pan out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that sounds good. And you know, just to set the context as well, like Lewis, you you coach a number of different athletes from, as you said, middle distance all the way through to to ultras, and you know you're you've had some you know elite athletes, international Commonwealth Games athletes, Jenny Selman from from last year, uh, who's who's also been on the show as as has uh, as has uh, Jenny's uh other half as well, Dougie's he's he, he you coach him as well. You you coach my wife uh from a triathlon perspective as well and you know getting her to the to the start line in the prof- the pro field for Challenge Roth. Uh so yeah like you know, just I suppose to set the scene as to like you know how your your coaching, you know I know how your coaching works, but you know you've got a you've got a group in in Edinburgh and and the, the and then you've also got people around the country. You know how does that fit in with with yourself, and as as well as doing your you know your masters as well, probably your umpteenth one. But <laughs> <laughs> well, so. no, 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 hey, I'm only ever doing one masters. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, coaching-wise, there's a few folk like yourself, like Miles Edwards, like Jenny Dougie that I've I've coached for for a long time. You know, a decade, sometimes sometimes more. So, uh, and that's been really one of the most um, kind of what's the right word for it? It's been been quite a humbling experience. You know, taking people on trust and try to do the best for them in terms of impact on performance. And it's been great to see folk 
um, you know, coming through and and getting to the higher echelon. So I've been really fortunate in in the people that I've coached. And probably just about nearly three years ago, I was asked to um, to coach uh, as part of Edinburgh University's um, endurance program. So they've 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 got a, a kind of middle distance and endurance uh, elite program uh, or a performance academy. So yeah. I, I, I've got a number of athletes there that are kind of university athletes that I coach and and there are folk at, at various various levels. So and at, at the moment, I've got kind of in the last year, there's been four athletes at, at UK level. So from 800 metres to uh, World Mountain Championships to yeah. uh, Ultramarathon. Um, and, uh, y- you know, so it's quite it's quite a. A, a breadth and I'm I'm really I'm absolutely fascinated from 800 to ultra marathon you know it's I, I don't have a well I suppose I do have a favorite because I used I used to run middle distance when I was able <laughs> and, true, yeah. but but I and 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 that's that's part of the big pool for me there but I, I do I do also enjoy coaching endurance and anything from you know 10k to to marathon to ultra so um I've had a, had a lot of really really positive experiences which has been great yeah you've been there and, and you know from my perspective when when you know when you started coaching me I learned so much about my training and and you know even now you know as a as a coach to to, to athletes um like the principles that you've you, you've given me and I you know I put them to, into my athletes and, and, and it's fantastic and um and it gets results and you know I I got results from your training philosophy and methods and uh you know from you know not blowing my trumpet but basically from 33 minutes to 30 minute 10k you know just by believing in the training that you were giving me and following it and with the odd bit of flexibility and uh you know and slowly you know <laughs> as as I got a bit older doing you know a bit longer the marathon distance uh and then into ultras and getting my first gb vest and you know that's uh it's it's been quite it's been quite uh quite a journey you know i know obviously you know i'm 37 now so i'm ho- hoping i'm still i've still got it but just the outlook and on when i you know compared to when i when i was like at my prime i feel slightly different but i still feel i can perform and still you know get, get do this bring those methods and integrate them into my performances and training as well so it's uh yeah it's, it's quite well, interesting you've you've been performing recently we're going to chat about that you you you've oh, had well, your, I, you know, your recent it's uh, separate, isn't it yeah it's <laughs> 60 then a 60k one day 50k the next yeah so the that ultra was the ultra x? x at ultra x scotland and then it started in inverness so it was started in the track like which is quite funny because like, I'm starting. You're starting at the the start line of uh, the Inverness Queens. Was it Queens Park or something? Yeah, but Buck Park, isn't it? Um, that kind of yeah, it's not Buck. I can't remember what it is, but it's an Inverness run athletics track. And um, and I was like, I was here like thirty odd years ago doing a, my first like athletics meet, you know. <laughs> and I'm now lining from a hundred meters to like a. A, a 60 kilometer race it was a bit strange um and then the finish line was indoors which was part of the cross country and I was like I used to do cross country here too so it was like it was uh it was quite a, a bit of a, a different uh you know when you reflect back on 
what you used to do it's like geez oh what a what a, what a journey um but, but yeah it but, was a journey i'm getting but in it was a journey you finished at doors but it was doors via fort augustus wasn't it yeah, yeah. Right. it, it wasn't, wasn't inverness the doors it was yeah. uh for, fort augustus then back up the other side yeah so basically like from one end to the loch ness to the other end um but over a couple of lot you know a couple of hills so uh, I started off quite conservative because I talked to, I spoke to you just about my approach to this and and I was slightly concerned that I hadn't done any big long runs like other than the Tallahassee Marathon, which was well, obviously it's 26 miles. But since then, I didn't really do anything more over 20 miles. You know, uh, I maybe did a couple of doubles in the run up to that but generally but I did get the volume in within the week you know I got a couple of 90 to 100 mile weeks um and uh and and so I was like I'm not sure if I'm going to manage 60k you know like I was like I might just break down here but fat you know incredibly I felt so strong the whole way which surprised me because I was like I haven't you know that you, you kind of like I was just waiting for my, the legs to fall off and they never did. I mean, okay, I got a bit tired in the last 5-10k because of the heat and maybe pushing it a bit hard in the downs. But so, I, you know, generally I was like, wow, I feel really, really good. Um, and so I got the win. I got the win on day one. But it was a strange feeling because on day one, you've not actually won the race. You've, you've got another 50k to do the following day. But you've, you've got this big rest. Uh, you know, you camp overnight in Fort Augustus and then you, you know, you crack on and do your 50k again. Uh, so, so it was like, it was a bit, a bit of a, a bittersweet because you, you camp there, you camp with all your, you know, the, the runners in the race. Um, it was incredibly well organized logistically and things. Um, and, you know, it's at the foot of the, the, the foot of Fort, the Loch Ness. It's beautiful, beautiful scenery. Um, the markings were great. It was well marked. Every fifty to hundred meters, it was a flag. You know, sixty k's worth of, of, uh, of, of a route. Um, and, but yeah, like you know, yeah, it was logistically from a from a runner's perspective. You got to like pack your overnight bag. It can't weigh any more than nine kilograms. So there's me like trying to shoving my sleeping bag, shoving a pillow, something warm, all my food. And making sure it doesn't weigh over nine kilograms, uh, that was a bit challenging. Which I wasn't, I didn't enjoy that sec, that that part. You know, you had to be quite organised and prepared for getting getting all that for the race. But uh, yeah, so like you know, we camped over, and then the following day, the fifty k started. Uh, there was also like a fifty k individual event as well. You know, so it wasn't a stage race; it was just a fifty k only one. Um, the following day, like my legs were feeling it because there was a couple of down sharp downhills. I was like, oh god, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a bit stiff. You know that feeling when you've gone up and down hills and you've run a long way. <laughs> so uh, I was like, oh well, I'll see how I get on. I'll do some like squats and you know just something to keep my hips open. And I made sure I was hydrated. I had fish and chips, uh, you know, in Fort Augustus. <laughs> so that was good. I don't know if that was a good idea, but I tell you, when I started running. I was like, because it go, you know, when you go up there at Loch Ness Marathon, you got the big, you know, from Fort Augustus, you've got the big hill and it takes you to the yeah, start line. Of, yeah. So that was, um, that was the hill that you ran up. Uh, but you kind of go, there's a, there's like a trail that follows a lot of the road. Um, so I was like running up that 
and uh, and I had a big lead. You know, I felt really good. I was like, I, I thought I wouldn't be able to run, but I just, I could feel that I had doms. I felt my legs were a bit like meh. But like, I just had this energy and the, the whole 50k, other than the last 10k, was a bit, a bit again, a bit of a struggle. But um, I was just surprised to to have, you know, I had a big lead again. I think it was like a 20-ish, 30-minute lead. Um, and I won the race by the whole thing by 50 minutes or something. And um, and I came away just with a lot of confidence in, in you know, my where I'm, at, where I'm at with my training. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's great confidence for the West Highland Way in a few weeks' time. I think it's exactly a month to go now. Um, yeah. But but the question I've got for you as a as a coach is, you know, the one I asked you before is like, I'm doing runs, but I'm just consistent. I'm doing a couple more doubles, but like, you know, I I said the last said to I've said to you the last couple of years, I've just struggled to to train. I've struggled to get out there and with work, kids, all the other things, lack of probably just lack of motivation. But but like, you know, what is the what do you think's the reason? Like, you know, what's this? Uh, do you think? Do, do you think the the long runs are? Because there's been a lot of like articles and folks saying you don't have to do like a big long run. And do you think um, for me it's it's more beneficial to do like shorter runs more consistently? Do you think it's like just the, the amount of running I've done throughout my life? I've I've just you know I've got that sort of like physical capability or mindset what's your what's your take on it because I'm sure there's a lot of runners here probably thinking yeah do I have to do that long run or should should I maybe do lots more frequent runs or what's okay. what's the doc talks uh yeah so so there's a, you're right there's a lot of thoughts on this but you know so a couple of things you you're a long time endurance runner you know you've you've had years of of running up to 100 100 plus miles a week on and off You've you've in the past you've done 50, 60 kilometer training runs. You know, sometimes done a bit more than that. Um and 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 they're pretty challenging. Um, but you have it, it's what we were saying earlier, you've accrued a significant amount of aerobic endurance. Uh, you know, you the mitochondria in, in your leg muscles will just be you you'll have a huge number of mitochondria that are working at a high efficiency. And yeah. once you've developed them, as long as you kind of keep doing some maintenance work, you're unlikely to lose it. So that's number one. So do you need to still do the kind of 50, 60 kilometer runs or a back to back kind of 25 miler on a Saturday, 20 miler on a Sunday? The, the short answer to that is, is probably not. But you still do need to accrue a reasonable amount of miles, which you've been doing on your on your doubles. I think you said to me you've been running about ninety miles a week, uh, or, yeah. or or up up to ninety a week. So, so you're still, you know, and you're doing it at, at a pace that's not it's not killing you. Um, you know, you're not training too hard, so you're still accruing endurance, and in particularly in ultras, this seems to be what what happens with folk is that is that you know you can go on and still run really good ultras into your 40s and and, and beyond that for, for for many people which is quite quite different to track racing 
Um, so you, there's just so many different factors for you. But you know, the bottom line is 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 that you have to find something that works for you at your current time of life in your, your current work situation, your family situation, that gives you your motivation and your module um, that that you're going to actually just get out and train. So th that's that's one of the keys. It doesn't actually matter what it is, whether you're on, you know, three times a day, whether you do a 50K in a week uh, or, or, yeah. or not. So, so there's that. But the other key thing is, is and I come back to this repeatedly, it's your mental preparation. You've you've accrued so much experience of, of um, you know, successes, but also you've come through some kind of very difficult kind of patches and runs yeah, where you've had to, yeah, where you've had, to, you know, almost like you've gone to the grave, almost. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, I did, all, all I can remember is getting that text from you at the, the Hardmore's 80 going, why the fuck is he still running? Just stop. <laughs> well, I did say like stop. Walking. Yeah, no, I did, I did remember <laughs> and I was like, saying Lewis, that. I have to keep going. I have to finish it because that's, I just need a point to get in the UTMB, you know. And so he was yeah. like, ah, right, that makes sense. Like, I don't actually have to win it. I just have to, like, complete it. And that was, like, the last opportunity to do a race before I had to, like, submit my evidence that I've done all the, the yeah. races. That was, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, so, but, that was a but dark what, race. But what you've said there, though, is is exactly right, and that's part of what I'm doing my dissertation on, which is is around how how do people get through difficult times in in races? How do you how do you dig deep? You know, what do you draw on? What's what's you know when when you're really hurting badly and you still you know want to you're still motivated enough to continue to finish? What is it that gets you there? What is it you say to yourself? What do you picture in your mind's eye? You know what? What kind of of small goals do do you have that that pull you through? And so that that accrued mental preparation. And when and when you've done when you've done this before, when you've got experience uh, of multiple races where you know that you have finished and you've done well and you've come through difficult times, you've got such a significant uh, you know performance residue to draw on. Um, that 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 is really quite you know that's really a big factor in this. Yeah, it's it's interesting as well. Like just that approach there. Even though I wasn't confident that I would get to the end, I still when I started racing, I, I felt confident. Like I had the confidence while I was running, and I was like, right, this is an opportunity. This isn't an A race. This is a, a race for like my A race is the West Island Way. So it was like this. I was approaching it like a, a bit of a back-to-back -back training yeah. run for the, the West Town Way, like doing a 16 or 50. So like there was a little bit of being conservative in the first part, but just experimenting with like how I'm feeling, like from a mindset perspective, like should I wear headphones, should I not? I find they were like a bit, I was getting a bit claustrophobic. So I was like, nah, I don't want to wear them in the second day. Um, what sort of pace should I run at? Like, you know, what am I thinking? Like, how's my feeling going to work so I was like testing out even just because you, you you didn't have drop bags to the race so it was a case of like taking food at the aid stations there wasn't that there wasn't any gels so I took my gels but then I was like right let's experiment with bananas and the food that's there and I actually felt fine like I didn't have any like issues gut issues and I, I didn't have any like 
drops in energy I felt quite strong from an ed- energy perspective throughout both days and um, I hydrated I took salt tablets uh, so like a lot of that I learned from and you know f- just just where I could like take that into the West Island way and, and I think that's that's given me a lot of confidence as, as well um, but yeah so there's something that's called metacognition, big long fancy word, metacognition, just means thinking about thinking. But that's that's a big part I do in, a lot of that. in performance, <laughs> right? So, so think about not thinking. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so so there's three bits to it. There's there's kind of like the planning phase that, that, that you've said. Yeah. What is it you need to plan to do? And there's there's lots of physical things you need to plan to do, but you also need to plan the mental things. You know, you need to plan about, you know, when is it likely to hurt in the race? What, what are you going to do to prepare yourself to get through that? You know, what what is it you're going to say to yourself? Are you going to, you know, continue to motivate yourself? What are you going to picture in your mind's eye? What are you going to focus on externally? Rather than getting caught up too much in the pain inside, you need to get your focus of attention outside. So, So it's good to kind of plan that. And, and there's something called if-then strategies, um, yeah. which for goals, which are if if X is going to happen, then I will do Y. So you think, what's the obstacles? What are the challenges that will get in the way? If if this particular obstacle happens, what am what, how am I going to get around that? What am I going to do? And there's a lot of evidence that 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 kind of if-then planning is is incredibly useful. Um, for for getting people through through challenging times, so so you do a bit of planning about what you're going to do in a race. Then during the race itself, you've got you've got two kind of things that you're doing. You are you're monitoring yourself. So you monitor yourself internally in terms of how am I feeling? How how you know is the pace I'm running at? You know how does it feel in my body? Is it sustainable? You know or or, or not? And and you're thinking more about your general kind of levels of 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 um, how it feels and fatigue rather than the kind of motor performance of how you put one leg in front of another because if you start doing that then that's that's when things will will really fall apart. <laughs> so the kind of internal monitoring you want is just that stuff about yeah you know, how am I doing how does it feel then externally you're thinking about the pacing. Um, you're thinking about your competitors. You're thinking about the the environment. You know what's, you know what what is happening. What's the weather like? Um, what what bit of the course am I on just now? How how do I focus externally? Because a lot a lot of the evidence is if you focus externally, you know you visually externally on things outside yourself, then that tends to improve performance. Um, so there's there's just there's a number of things that that you can plan for and then you can utilize during the race and then the other bit of metacognition is is the review process after the race what went well what didn't go so well what what can i bank you know in terms of of my performance what 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 was working what would i repeat uh, and what might i need to do a bit differently so they're they're really important parts of competition whether you're doing an ultra or whether you're doing an 800 meters and um, yeah you, you know what what you say to yourself and what you picture in your mind how you prepare and plan but how you execute uh, mentally makes the difference if you think about it another way kyle 
you know, if 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 for example, let, let let's say you're looking at a world championships final or an Olympic final, virtually everybody in that final has got the same physiology. They've done similar types of training, they've got the yeah. similar max VO2s, threshold uh, levels, etc. Um, there's no there's not a huge deal of difference. But the key thing that separates out the podium placers from from folk who don't is is what they're mentally bringing to to the performance so uh, yeah. when the going gets tough you know the tough get going but it's 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 in terms of how, what they what they bring to the game mentally so your mental strategies regardless of what level you're at mental strategies are really really important and particularly for a lot of the listeners to to your show who are, are may well be endurance runners and they may well be ultra endurance runners um then then it's it's really quite vital to have that degree of preparation so that's maybe you know something we can we can kind of talk about and maybe like a bit of a, a a case study and whether or not it's either me or, or one of your athletes who's willing to you know you've kind of gone through the process and that'd be yeah. quite quite interesting to do at some point um I mean, obviously, like I can, you know, recite a few things, what you've said there from my perspective, but, you know, let's put a pin in that. But uh, one thing, I, you know, I was, I forgot to mention. So there was two things that happened unexpectedly in the race for me. The first one is I'm running down the hill and it was a bit of a steep road hill and it was like pretty trashy in the quads, but there was a few gorse bushes, like, you know, the yellowy things, flowery gorse bushes. Um, and there was like one near where my feet were and I ran right through one and I thought it was a rock and I was like ah, what's that pain in my toe, my, my toe and I looked down and I was like it must have been a rock because I can't see anything untoward I thought it was maybe like a a thorn was kind of sticking out out my shoe and I was like I thought nothing of it but I could feel it for like 20 miles but it's like well it's for me that sort of thing's superficial you know it's something that I, I can, you know, it's a bit of pain. I'll, I'll get through it. Like a blister, I've, you know, I've never had a blister that has made me stop. And I've had pretty bad blisters, but I know it's just like, it's a skin, you know, you, you can crack on generally. Uh, the pain usually goes away or it's not as, as instant and as intense. So that's kind of what happened. I was like, the last sort of 10 care, I was like, still there, it's still agony. But I'm not going to stop because I couldn't see anything. I just thought it was like badly bruised. Um, and then when I got to the finish line. I took my shoe off um, and I looked at my toe. And in between my big toe and my, my toenail bed and the actual toe, there was this big thorn, like about half, like a fingertip, like just like that size, like lodged in in my toe. And I was like, I tried to pull it out and it was agony, you know. Like I don't know if anyone's had toe pain before, but... Well, I mean, you'll you'll have experience of this, no doubt. It's just agony. I was trying to get the guy, the race medic, gave me tweezers. And I tried to pull out, couldn't do it. So I was like, "Look, I can't do it. I'm I'm too much of a I want to do it. Can you do it?" So he just he just starts shouting, "Right, go and say white rabbit, white rabbit." I I, I like bit into my uh, my buff, and then he just yanked it out. It just started gushing of blood. <laughs> it was just <laughs> like the most horrific thing. I mean, that wasn't the most terrific thing. There's worse things that we've we've seen, in, no doubt. Um, but I was just like, oh, my word, that's me out. And I was worried it would get infected. But it was actually, like, the pain 
instantly went away after that, which was which was quite good. But uh, yeah, so that was the, the the first unexpected thing from my point of view. Okay, well, I mean, I, and what's interesting about that is is what you've done there is for twenty miles you've you've put a mental container around pain. You know, you've had pain and discomfort, but you've mentally put it in a black box or or some other mechanism to deal with it so that it so that it didn't stop you. And and one of the one of the kind of um, the is I think called the psychobiological model of endurance, right? So this is a mental model, which is about how motivated are you to continue, and yeah. what's your perceived exertion level. You know, and and what happens is as things get harder and harder, your motivation to continue can get less and less, and your rate of perceived exertion goes up and up to the point where, um, you, you know, you have to deal with it. And if you're going to finish, yeah. you need to you need to keep your motivation level up, and you need to keep your rate of perceived exertion such that 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 you can cope. And and one of the definitions yeah. really about about running uh, endurance races is how can you stave off the feeling that you need to stop, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And 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 it's and it's mainly about what what are the mental strategies that you can use to keep on staving that off until you get across the finish line. Yeah. No, it's it's well said. And then the second one, the following day, was I was running like about ten k in. And uh, I looked behind, I was like, what the hell's like that noise? This little lamb was chasing me, like, <laughs> along the trail. And it, it kept, not only was it chasing me, it was like headbutting, like, like, like charging into my, the back of my legs as I'm running. And it's going, meh, meh, just badge, barging into me. And it wasn't sore. I was just worried that I'd break its neck or I would trip and break my neck. Um, and I was like, it did it for like 300 metres. It just wouldn't go away. And I'm like... And like you need to go away, lamb. Like it's a tiny thing. Um, and then like I was like, right, I'm gonna have to stop. So I, I stopped. I turned around and I picked it up. And I, I like, right, where's this money? <laughs> so I like ran back for like a hundred meters, and there it was. There's like the it wasn't even a hundred meters, I don't think. And there's like you know, mummy sheep ban like hell, and that but the mummy sheep started to charge towards me. I thought, oh shit, this is a bad idea. So I just like I didn't throw it. I just like dropped the lamb and just you know head spinning away. And and luckily they they didn't chase me after that. Uh, so that was that was quite interesting. Um, but uh, yeah. So well, I'm glad I'm glad to hear it was the lamb that was attracted to you and not the other way around, Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe never. Maybe in my earlier youth, it would have been. No, slightly. no, no! Stop that, please. <laughs> That's for another podcast, I. Eh? <laughs> so, so yeah, but all in all, I mean, the 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 ultra experience for me, it's called. You know, that's their their motto is the ultra X experience was was very positive, and you know, uh, it was a beautiful course, stunning scenery around Loch Ness, beautiful day. Like I got burnt, you know, so I've got like the. The bra marks, you know, it looks like I've been wearing a wee sports bra the whole the whole weekend, um, and uh, and it's given me a lot of confidence for the West Highland Way in a few weeks. Um, you know, from my perspective, training wise, I just have to. We spoke about it before. It's just you know continue what I've been doing and and maybe get the odds. You know, we 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 spoke about if we can get a kind of between now and then get a one kind of longish run and and just get the volume up and. It can you know look at sort of thresholds rather than like 
hard fast stuff and you know don't break what's what's not don't fix something that's uh that's not yeah. broken eh? if something's working for you just now you, you know i i think that you should just play with it for a few weeks more and don't don't make any significant changes yeah um, and and you, you know nine times out of ten you know it, it it's the, so training is important but but feeling that you're going into a race in a positive frame and you're feeling good and you've you know you're happy with how you've been training uh, these these are key you know it's a key kind of um, board to to jump off a key platform uh, for, for people to, to perform well so uh, so don't don't do anything new or daft in, in those last yeah, few weeks uh, i'll try not to chase sheep then so <laughs> no. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, well, I suppose you know, going from from uh, you know one one ultra to another, we'll briefly just chat about the the Muddy Coastal Trail Fifty that was taking place as well. You know, as uh, as the race director, um, the 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 race goes from Forest to to Cullen, which is just under fifty miles. It it goes past goes past uh, Lewis's house as well, and. Uh, literally goes past your house, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So we had like fifty, we had just just over fifty runners taking part, um, and uh, it was a stunning day yet again in the, on the the muddy coastal, the the muddy the muddy coast, and some fast times. Uh, we had we actually had two course records broken, which was which was fantastic, um, and uh, it was you know the winner was. Jacob Tchaikovsky. Uh, so Jacob got the course record in 5.49.30, uh, which was an incredible time. And the course was slightly uh, shortened this year, but only by a couple of miles. And uh, the previous record was held by James Anderson, the Murray Roadrunners in 7.04. So a, a, a significant chunk off the record and, you know, enough to to get a little bit concerned that this, this the finish line is not going to be set up in time. So, uh, but... You know, Jacob had a bit of a race on his hands because uh, Kyle Wilson from uh, Greenock Glen Park Harriers was also running, and uh, he wasn't. He was in the lead for most of it, and he only, uh, you know, he was only four minutes behind in five fifty three forty three, and your third place went to Ali Sutherland uh, of uh, Cosmic Hill Bashers, and uh, an interesting fact is. Um, his the his dad is the um is the the guy who sings our our outro believe it or not so Ali McIver so there you go in fact mm-hmm. that is it's not his dad it's either his dad or his um his uncle one of them apologies uh so that's the top three for the the the, the males in in the female side we had um we had Jay Wilson who. Also got a course record in 7.45.36, followed by Jessica Atchison in 8.20.46 and Suzanne Lumsden in 8.51.31. So so here is an interview with Jacob. If I would start well, how Monday, does, how do you say how do you say your surname again, Jacob? The 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 C is silent, so it's Snohovsky. Snohovsky. 
Snahowski. Yeah, right? perfect. So if you if you split it in three, it would go snow, ho, ski. Ah, okay, right, perfect. I'll try and I'll say that then. <laughs> cool. Well, you you did it almost perfectly well the first time. I was really surprised. So well done, mate. Oh, thank yes. you. <laughs> All right. So we are, I'm delighted to have on Jacob Snahowski on the Tartan Running Shorts podcast uh, after a stunning win at the Muddy Coastal Trail 50, absolutely obliterating the, the course record from previous years um, and, 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 and probably stressing, my, stressing the hell out of me because he was so fast. So the, the finish line area had to get set up much quicker than anticipated. So uh, firstly... Congratulations on on an amazing win and uh, your first time being on Tartan Running Shorts as well. How are you feeling after a couple of days rest, Jacob? Uh, yeah, thank you and sorry sorry for stressing you about. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm feeling fabulous. Is 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 you know uh, body wise, sort of body feels great. Uh, no no signs of sore muscles, no injuries. Uh, the the pulse rate is coming back to the normal place and uh, uh-huh. uh, is not feeling tired anymore, uh, which is great. And you know, uh, I've noticed that you know, uh, latter courses are sort of definitely putting less stress on my body. So this is great and uh, okay. and again proving in this race. So yeah. Uh, that's amazing. is is a good way to start the season, sort of like you can check where the legs are, how you're feeling, yeah. how the training is going, and everything else, and you can sort of bounce back pretty quickly. So this is a definitely good way to start the season. And how I'm feeling, I'm feeling amazingly well in terms of the fact that I won and set the course record, obviously, and you know, um, uh, yeah, this is sort of like. Uh, boosting you boosting your morale and you just want to work harder and you know you know that there is a light in the tunnel again and you've got some chances again this season to race well so you know this is this is a great feeling and yeah amazing and uh you're you're currently uh on hold in in harris which uh you know you've got some ornament puffins uh right next to you there <laughs> Sit, where, where you're sitting it's, they're not real that's for sure well yeah <laughs> waiting for them to start moving or something you know but uh no so you obviously just relaxing um and getting ready no doubt for your 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 sort of next few races but before we go into that like let's just rewind all the way back like jacob you're 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 fit from my point of view um from a scottish perspective uh you're fairly new in the in in the running scene from the scott you know in scotland um what's your background and and you know where did you you know what what where, why, I suppose what, why did you come to to the muddy coastal it, ultimately as well what's uh what's that story and that path look like for you well it's also so <laughs> confusing and complicated uh, so yeah basically <laughs> running wise uh, started running 2005 in the army yeah. where I had to run and I hated it at first and all the stuff I was I was more into weightlifting and stuff like that, but then basically I had yeah. to run, started running, and uh, just carried on. 
so basically we moved to UK in 2009. I'm Polish, obviously, as you can guess by my accent and my surname, which is not the easiest one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I've managed uh, to do it straight off the bat. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we've moved to UK and, you know, I've uh, I've been living in quite a few places in UK. So, you know, I, I used to live in London. I used to live uh, near Bridlington, which is sort of on the east coast uh, by Scarborough, this area. Uh, so it's North Humberland. Uh, then in 2014, we moved to Lake District, where yeah. I sort of got the running back really badly, sort of, you know. Uh, that's when I started running with my first plan, you know, and uh, just, you know, really uh, looked into my running. And and that's when I sort of raced my first race as well. So I've been, even though I've been running since 2005, I didn't race for like nine years. I was just yeah. running for pleasure and yeah. uh, without the training plan and just, you know, logging miles without even knowing what I'm doing. That's how I probably build a very strong, you know, aerobic base as well. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, so, yeah, so 2014, uh, first race, then 2015, first win. And, uh, and it just carried on like that until... Uh, until really now, uh, so we moved to from Lake District to Highlands October last year, so 2022. And yeah. the reason from Lake District was really a I got a promotion at work, so you know we were sort of like, mm, shall we stay? We love the Lake District, we still love it, but uh, you know, shall we st- stay? Shall we go? The money is so much better where we will be going yeah. and. And on top of that, Lake District after the lockdown became, became like, uh, you know, like bloody Ibiza, you know, like, you know, so many tourists overcrowded, you, yeah. you know, <laughs> you find a parking slot if you're going for a run or something, you had to sort of get up very early in the morning and, you know, so, you know, we just added all the pluses, you know, all the minuses and, you know, we decided to give it a go. So we moved to Highlands and Obviously, as you're moving to the new territory, the first thing you do is like, as a runner, was yeah. available to me. <laughs> and that's how I found the race, basically. And yeah, uh, yeah, decided to sign up as well. I've looked at the videos. I we as well sort of traveled over there uh, once or twice with my wife just to have a walk along the coastline. And I really loved it. So... Yeah, so I signed and yeah, that's that's more or less, you know, compressing everything, you know, how I ended yeah. up. It sounds uh, like you've, yeah, you've, uh, you've experienced uh, a lot of the world and certainly in the yeah. UK as well. And, you, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely a great part of the world that you live in now in, in the Highlands as well. And, uh, and you know, the race scene is, is amazing in terms of what adventures you can have and, and things like that. Uh, yeah, so so you as a as a runner, like you know, before um before the coastal trail, what sort of races did have you done, and um you know, what's your obviously you've you've been at the top level for for quite a few years now, um you know you've you've won some some prestigious races and been been high up, uh, you know what's what sort of races are are, are those that you've you've competed in. 
It's various races, really, you know. Uh, uh, you know, from mountainous ultras, so like, you know, with, with, with gnarly terrain and, uh, you know, proper mountains to, to fastest courses, uh, like your race, for example, or, for example, my PB for 100 miles is 13 hours, 59 minutes. And Jeez, that's uh, that's shifting that, that eh? Holy moly! <laughs> during a trail race as well, which yeah, wasn't hundred miles is not huge because it's only just under two thousand meters, but it's still a trail race. It's not completely yeah. flat. It's not it's not a loop on a track, and that's during the Centurion events. It's called Autumn Hundred. It's sort of it's in around Oxfordshire, so really lovely yeah. race as well. Yeah, so. You know, various races really. You know, it's I'm I'm quite lucky because I'm running for La Sportiva, and they are quite uh, open-minded, and they are not like pushy that oh you have to run UTB UTMB races or you know all those the top levels or whatever races. You just really yeah. run what you want, and I'm usually running uh, races which I would like to run because I like the scenery or you know they can yeah. give me sort of different way of testing myself. So, you know, I've done like, for example, the Ultra Trail Snowdonia 100K, which was extremely yeah. difficult, probably the most difficult mountain race I ever done uh, because yeah. of the terrain and everything else. But, you know, and I knew that I can do it. I, I can do it well. But then I was like, hmm, I wonder, like, for example, how well I would do with the flatter, sort of 100 mile race how fast i can do it and stuff like that so you know um yeah uh, i'm probably sort of going a little bit off your question but it's it's yeah it's hard to say yeah, <laughs> like, yeah uh, no no it's uh it's like it i think um you know it just shows how diverse ultra running is isn't it it's uh you can go from a a flat ultra to a mountainous one like snowdonia and they're completely different kettles of fish aren't they yeah it's it's incredible so like you know from from your perspective we we kind of like you chose the Maddie Coastal Trail 50 and um and and you were just like you and and Kyle Wilson who who's another who's an up-and-coming ultra runner uh and you know has, has got had decent pedigree over the ultra distance um in the last sort of few months, it, it was it was actually really exciting to watch both of you guys like just battle it out, um, you know, in the in throughout the race, and you know, Kyle went off pretty hard. Um, you weren't far behind him. Uh, like, how did that sort of like from your perspective? How did you execute your race in in the fifty mile uh, and and come a, come away with the win? Yeah. So my plan. Before starting the race was to finish it with 5.59. I was okay. like, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, you can go under six hours. 5.59.59 sort of is my plan. I know I can do it with the training which I've done. As long as everything will go well. So that was yeah. my being ahead. So when we started off, Kyle went like very fast, you know, for the first few Ks. I was yeah. sort of. I wasn't feeling tired and out of breath for like three Ks and I wasn't looking at my watch. 
And then yeah. I've looked at my watch around 4K in, and I was like, no, that's way too fast. Even though I'm feeling good, I will pay probably later on for that. So I yeah. let him go, and I just stick to my plan, to my pace. Even though yeah. it was faster pace than I planned, but I felt sort of like floating, you know. Uh, yeah. So um, I knew that I can carry on like that for at least yeah. 50K. Then we'll see what will happen. Uh, yeah. Having yeah. 25k left, you know, you can sort of really push yourself. If you if you're experienced enough, you can really go through those walls and just you know try to push them and just you know maintain good pace still for that amount of time. Because when you're looking, it's probably about two two hours left, something like that. So you know you can you know soldier it on, isn't it? So yeah, I let him yeah. go. I was thinking like he will either burn and you know blow up or he will carry on like that and he might be an amazing runner. You never know. But it's yeah, one he of never them. Yeah. 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 And I caught him up uh, around 40k in. Uh, actually I caught him up earlier, like half marathon distance, but then again I was thinking like no, I'm running too fast, so I slowed down. Okay. He went and then definitely I called him up at the Lucy Mouth, I think, checkpoint. Lucy Mouth, yeah, yeah. Okay, Not just the, like the halfway point, isn't it? Yeah, and he grabbed yeah. on his sort of like bag uh, with food and water and just went off. And I just took my time, you know, uh, packed everything into my bag, gave them the rest of the stuff, thrown my rubbish, and then I set off. So, yeah. I, I've managed to coat him already on this beach bit on the sands and, you know, uh, after the dunes. And yeah. uh, we ran for a bit together because he was taking wrong turns quite a few times. So, you know, I think that he felt safer following me, even though I've run it first time as well and never been there. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah. you know, I suppose one thing you had was, uh, like, it was fairly well marked. It was, I suppose it's uh, <laughs> when you're running, Sometimes you do lack the confidence to, you know, hopefully, you know, stay stay on the trail, and um, you just have to be confident you're going the right way. And you obviously he had this, you had he had his GPX. It was well marked, and uh, yeah, easy yeah. easy done. But uh, I think generally the the um, the course was was very well marked. There wasn't very many people who went the wrong way, which is which is great for the for the race and uh but yeah yeah it's good you know someone like you you know you probably find this is quite easy to to find go the right way because yeah some of the mountain ultras you're doing you're like oh, well, well. yeah <laughs> you, you, you get places to get lost of it let's, let's put it that way keep the sea on the left and we'll, you know trail more or less yeah that's yeah. it so yeah so so you were running together and then you know when we sort of approach the defense lines on the coast with all the bunkers and you know all that stuff running on the, the pebbly truck uh, uh, sort of uh, that's where I left him and I didn't see him until the end basically I could see that he's slowing down and he's he had probably hit a bad patch over there, so you know I, I took yeah. advantage yeah. of that. And once we left uh, that sort of coastal part and hit the road, I just spread my legs and just went off. And yeah, the next time I saw him was uh, at the finish line. 
So I guess it's a lot of experience over here. Like I've been racing for almost 10 years now. So, you know, uh, I know my body, I know myself. Yeah. Uh, I know how to pace the race, you know, and that's probably what, you know, uh, led me to win the race. Yes. Just not, you know, even though that's probably a sprint compared to some of the ultras, but you still have to sort of pace it well and, you know, plan ahead. You cannot just go, yeah. and like, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's amazingly executed your race. And, uh, you know, it was a, a good few minutes, uh, a comfortable victory at the, the end, albeit, you know, both of you were, were extremely, you know, well under the, the, the old course. Um, and, uh, yeah, to, to, to do that on, on the day it was it was obviously quite warm and um but uh yeah hopefully it gives you the confidence to to go into future races for the season so what what what's next for you um you know now that you've uh you know you've you've had a little couple of days off uh what's what's next for you in terms of races so uh not this weekend but next weekend i will be running the West Highland Way Challenge Race with Ben Nevis, so that's hundred and I think five or six miles. Okay, holy moly! Ben Nevis uh, at the start of the race. Uh, yeah. So that's the plan is just to sort of, if possible, obviously to win it, but mainly yeah. to find the comfortable pace for this distance, to move well and. Uh, that will be the distant uh, pace which I will be uh, probably using for my race in August, which I will get to in a second. So after that, uh, probably two weeks of recovery, more hiking uh, in preparation for Lavarido uh, 120 end of June. Yeah. And then probably another week or two of recovery, uh, some cycling and Three weeks of build up to to the my main event of the year and probably the last one, which will be the race across Scotland, which is 215 miles uh, over the so- southern upland way. So you know, uh, yeah, that's the main goal. And all those races now, even Lavarido, are for in preparation and build up for this main event, and which will be as well my first uh, go at 200 miles. So yeah. Yeah, wow, that's uh, in- incredible uh, distances and season you've got ahead. So, like, you know, from from your perspective as a from a training point of view, like, what what does your typical training week look like with Jacob? Well, when I when I'm training with the plan, <laughs> looks a little bit out <laughs> of the newborn. It's a little bit more difficult. So at the moment, yeah, to be honest, yeah, I've not had a running week with more running than 90k so i'm I'm trying to stick to the mileage which i can actually maintain on a similar level for weeks so it were quite a few weeks i would say for two months around 70k and then about three weeks of 90k runs you know i'm adding as well bike because i can cycle at work i'm adding a lot of weight training because I can do that at work so you know yeah it's helping uh, going out for walks with my wife baby and dogs and uh, yeah but running wise uh, 
yeah, it's just, you know, a lot of easy running, uh, a lot of hill running, basically. Uh, even though sometimes I'm not going to the mountains, I'm living in a terrain where I can bug like 300 meters over 10K, which is sufficient. Like, you know, that's enough uh, yeah. to build your climbing legs, definitely. Um, yeah. And that's done with mainly easy runs. And on top of that, I will have two sessions per week, uh, long tempo session so you know it will be either eight minutes you know 16 minutes or a block of 45 50 minutes you know of tempo run uh, yeah obviously that's building up over the time i'm not starting with that right at the beginning of the season uh, and some faster sort of strength work so that will be either heel reps or uh, some speed work like in another anaerobic uh, levels so some strides and stuff like that so yeah just get the yeah. legs faster and yeah this is working and you know uh, I, i'm trying to stay away from the injuries and uh, you know i've been badly injured quite a few times over the years so you know listening to your body especially now when you're not sleeping a lot and you know you know you're all the time on the move doing something you know and uh, yeah that's that's very important, but yeah, it seems to be working. So yeah, I think you know. Well, well, first, yeah, I, you know, I, I I congratulated you on your your newborn, uh, you know, on, on the day, and you know, congratulations again to you know being able to to combine both the the running, the 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 sleepless nights, and the you know looking after the the wee one. Eh? It's uh, it's brilliant. So no, great to great great to. We, we, we have massive thank you to my wife because it wouldn't be possible without subs and you know her support yeah. like you know yeah because you know if you know if you know it's only because i'm getting a green light from her like i can do what i'm doing isn't it like you know we're yeah. in family you know uh, the the whole burden is really on her sometimes and you know uh, if not her, I wouldn't be able to do that. So yeah, I think that she's a massive portion of you know the success and you know what I'm doing. So yeah, yeah hats off well, to. Great to hear. It's great to hear. So before you go, we've got some fartlek questions. I'm sure you know the the definition of fartlek. Uh, so your answer can be as short or as long as it as it can be. So uh, just the first one I've got is, what's your favourite shoe? And it can be My, a running shoe, it can be a casual shoe, whatever you want it to be. Okay, so I've got two favorite shoes, right? Okay. So the first one is Sportiva Mutant, which I'm running in since 2015. Try to imagine. That's the shoe which is almost like, what now, eight years old since the first, like, you know, model. Uh, and those are the, the best shoes for, like, uh, in my opinion, for ultras and mountain running in UK, like enough support, cushioning, grip. They're perfect on the wet rock, on a dry rock, in a boggy grounds, like on a wet grass, just amazing. And the second shoe now, the new La Sportiva uh, Jackal Boa, they are just amazing. That's the shoe which I run the race in. Uh, ah, so okay. I, I had them for like two weeks prior to the race. Yeah, I've done maybe 60k in them, or maybe a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I run the race. They're extremely light, super breathable, uh, fit your fits extremely well. 
very nice in feel and just yeah perfect yeah so i think that will be my second favorite shoe yeah okay on okay, level good. so that yeah. I was so for so many years hard to sort of catch the mutants but now i've got sort of two shoes for diff different like things and yeah and i love them both <laughs> brilliant no it's great it's, it's always good if you've got a regular shoe to to go to rather than like ah oh, what race what shoe we're gonna wear today and on this type of terrain so that definitely yeah. definitely helps um what's your what's your favorite like training session that you would do long tempos tempos yeah okay okay and uh, what's yeah. your favorite have you got like a pre-race meal or that you go to when before a race is there anything in particular you'll have yeah a lot of the uh, sweden the fatty crap uh, ideally cream cakes and <laughs> nice <laughs> don't you've had to happen before it so Brilliant. have you got a running hero sorry you got a sporting or running hero you that you look up to uh hero all oh, right uh yeah you, you know what the, the person i i i really really admire at the moment is my friend uh uh josh uh, uh who just won uts 100 josh wade oh yeah josh wade is it yeah yeah we we, we run together we race together we, we, i used to live in kendall where he lives as well and yeah i know him uh for quite a time now and to see how amazingly he sort of spread him his wings and he's pretty young and how what's in front of him now after winning this race and several others lately uh yeah i think yeah he he, he he's becoming my sort of hero in a way that i love to see how he's sort of achieving things and how he sort of put it, how he's putting everything on one card and working really hard to sort of achieve it. Yeah. So yeah, that's off to him. That's, that's amazing. It's amazing. It's, uh, it's definitely something we haven't had done there as a, as a running, running hero. So no, good, good to hear it. And a couple of other ones I've got is uh, if you were to do another race, uh, it's your last race, what race either you've either competed in or you would love, love to compete in, uh, what would it be? race uh okay i think if that would be the last race i would probably do a, a, again uh uts 100 yes uh, okay. race. yeah definitely if yeah, yeah. i would probably just walk it and enjoy it but yeah uh, uh it's spectacular route and it's just amazing yeah okay good good and then my final question is um if you were doing like a have you heard of a beer mile before? Beer mile? Yes, I've heard about yeah. it. Yeah. Have you done one? No, I've not done. <laughs> if you if you were to do one, what time do you think you could do? I have no idea because I would probably stop at the first aid station and just finish my race over there. <laughs> and then all the beer. It will be DNF. DNF, I love it, I love it. <laughs> so uh you need to stick to ultra running and uh you know no no beer drinking whilst running eh so like do you think you've got a ballpark figure if you think you were to complete it like you know the the best time well we the, the, we've actually had the scottish record hold on for the the beer mile uh he did like 520 and oh. then we've also what 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 do you in my times uh 
no one believes me, but six fifty two. Uh, but generally, yeah, there's the, it ranges from five minutes to twenty minutes to D, to a DNF. So we'll put you down at the on, on, as a DNF then, will I? Yeah, yeah, just put it as a DNF. You can put five <laughs> beers. <laughs> That's oh, my time. Well, oh, amazing. Well, Jacob, it's been great to chat to you, and uh, thanks so much for coming on the the show. And good luck for the rest of the season. It looks like you've got a, an exciting season ahead. And um, and thanks for taking part in my race, uh, the Murray Coastal Trail Fifty, and and you know breaking the course record and. I hope to see you back at one of the other races in the near future. So thank you. Thank you. I will be definitely there. And yeah, give me a shout when you want to go for a run. So, you know. Uh, oh, I will we'll do. I'll have to, have to get my carbon shoes on for the speed you go at these days. Eh? So. <laughs> one more thing. Thank you for putting up the lovely race. Thanks to all the marshals and, you know, to all nice people along the way. You know, we've been all brilliant. So, you know, thanks a lot. And, you know, oh, it was really nice. Okay. Thanks, Jacob. Cheers. Cheers. Bye bye. Yeah, that was the Muddy Coastal Trail 50, and uh, only one person dropped out. So it must have been a, a great day out there for folk and um, some amazing stories. Everyone at the end of the race was buzzing and and I don't you know we're talking about just mindset and things the volunteers were fantastic um you know I, I think that's testament to 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 just getting them to the finish line as well there was a high percentage of them um, of new newbies to the ultra scene as well which is quite quite interesting from my perspective and you know one that I'm you know as a 47 mile ultra that's a, a big step to to go usually people would step up to a 50k or something but uh no it was it was great to see some new people getting into the ultra running scene and, and hopefully you know they they continue and they sign up to some of the other ultras around scotland and uh and, and certainly some of the other Murray way ultra series as well uh so so there you go and uh yeah i mean uh, yeah i don't really have much else to say but thanks well, to i think, I think it's great supplying the beer Kyle, I think it's great it? that I think it's great that um, there were over fifty finishers. You know, that's yeah, it's a pretty significant uh, entry for uh, a fifty mile along the coast on a on a warmish day. Um, yeah. That's off to the folk. Yeah. So yeah, you know, Lewis has got an entry going if if he does decide to venture. Now that he's doing big miles, he he knows. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I think the problem you've got is. You would because it runs past your house. There's a temptation just, just, to, stop. just to stop and yeah. <laughs> get Wendy to put the, the, the kettle on and <laughs> just watch the rest of the runners. Lewis, where are you? Oh, I'm just at my house now. I don't. Uh, I'm done there. So, um, I'm still an so, 800 uh, meter runner at heart. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, that's um. So we we yeah. I think we've kind of talked about. A lot of you know our side of things but just kind of venturing um you know n- nationwide and there's a couple of news items i wanted to chat about and and i think these this has a bit of a link to you as well lewis because the there's eight scots that are heading to the world mountain and trail championships in austria um 
next month and you've got some you know you've got an athlete that's taken part so have you got the have you got the the, the preview there do you want to kind of go over some of the names and and uh you know the location yeah. and things like that so I'll you know, just just to briefly say that uh, the, the athlete I coach is, is Holly Page. So Holly uh, is selected for the up and downhill. Um, and last year in that event, she finished eighth in the world, which which was really good. She's had a bit of a mixed preparation uh, this year, a bit of illness and, and a bit of kind of recurring niggling injury. But she's hopefully through that now. And the World Championships takes place 7th to 10th of, of June. Uh, so it's so not, not far away now. You know, from a, from a female point of view, um, you know, it's really good. We've got, you know, Scout Atkin and, and Scott. Uh, Scout is, uh, she's a perennial fixture in, in the UK team. One of the kind of UK's yeah. kind of foremost um, up and up and downhill runners. And she's, she's going to be, in, in both those races, she's coached by uh, Angela Mudge, and we've got a newbie, Alice Goodall. So, Alice, I know yeah, who who runs for um, Edinburgh. Well, she's at Edinburgh University, and she, I don't I don't formally coach her, but she's part of that Edinburgh University uh, program. Um, and Alice, Alice has actually got the selection time for the UK under twenty three. Uh, team for the European Championships at 10k, you know, on the track. Oh, wow. So, so she won oh. the British Universities uh, a couple of weeks uh, pre- previously. So she's in really good form, and she finished second uh, in uh, the up and downhill trial run. Run really strongly for a for a newbie, uh, and and, uh, and and go in. So, um, so three three Scottish females. Uh, in in the team and then in the men's we've got um it's jacob adkin we could call him jacob if you want but it's not jacob (laughs) it's jacob he's not polish and 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 again the perennial andy andy douglas uh who's uh who's a fixture as well uh in in the world mountain uh scene uh and they're they, both of them are in the uphill and the up and down race. And and they were both doing it last year, weren't they? You know, they yeah. were, again we brought, we we had them both on the show and um and you know Scout had a cracking race. Uh, you know Jacob perhaps not as much as as he had you know in terms of performance. You know Jacob was the European uphill running champion yeah. a, a couple of years ago, so he's he's definitely got pedigree and it's. It's great to see them both, both siblings back in, not just doing one event, but they're both doing two events uh, on, you know, on yeah, the race as well. So, yeah. and hopefully, you know, it's in it's in Austria. Um, I think that the, you know, it'll be a bit warmer, but it won't be too warm. I mean, compared to Thailand, where they were last year, where they were having to drink slush puppies and have ice vests, you know, oh, before before the race, and you know it was really hot and humid. Uh, the conditions would be a be a bit different to that. I think I think both courses will be uh, will, will will be first rate, so it will be great competition to uh, look out, and uh, hopefully we we'll get get some British medalists. Absolutely, and uh, just to round off that, there's. Um... 
we've also got uh, in terms of the long trail race, uh, Meryl Cooper, uh, who is um, a regular on the team. So congratulations to Meryl, and um, yeah, look forward to seeing how she gets on, as well as Jasmine Paris, who has become the the, the at the who, who took part in the Barclay Marathons uh, earlier in the year, and I think she's like. She got she got to fun run. I think she got to like was it three or four laps she did. Uh, okay. I think it could have been four laps actually, and which is in, you know the the most that a, a female's uh, done in in the Barkley Marathon. So that's impressive uh, as well. And and finally Alexander Cheplin uh, is doing the the short trail race as well. So yeah, a lot of runners taking part. And finally Chris Jones who. Although Welsh is is uh, you know a, a, a Scottish uh, representative and Dundee Hockhills Harrier representative as well and based in Scotland and an interview of the show and he came fourth last year I think it was fourth or fifth last year in the the short trail race so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on this year I think he'll get a, a I wouldn't be surprised if he's looking to get a medal this year so exciting times. Yeah, so it, I mean, Chris is is running well. I mean, he 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 ran a debut marathon in two eighteen, uh, not that long ago, the, the um, latter part of of the end of the year. Um, I did have a chat with him when I, I spoke to the to the um, uh, the hill running section uh, in. Uh, no, I wasn't Aberfoyle. Where was that? I forgot the name of the place. But I was down. Aberfoyle, I was down having a chat. Right? Pitlockery. Yeah. It was that. No, it was Pitlockery. That's where it was. Right. No, Aberfoyle. So I was even there, and I know. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was down. I was down uh, having a chat about endurance running, endurance training, and uh, I had a good chat with with Chris about his marathon and also about his thoughts for translating that endurance into the longer. Um, Trail race, so no, no I think yeah. that uh, he'll be in good nick. And he won Snowden, didn't he, just uh, last weekend? Um, yeah, that's right. He yeah, won, won the Snowden the race, so so he's in. He's, Snowdonia, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. So was, is that the twenty-five k? Yeah, I think it was a twenty-five k event. He he won, uh, which I, I don't know if you've seen the the some of the reviews afterwards, but I think it was a tough course for many runners. Um, I think there was quite a high uh, DNF rate just okay. because of the heat as well as like yeah. how technical it was in Snowdonia. Yeah. I think that caught caught a lot of people out. But uh, yeah, kind of keep it at that at the moment. So I don't know enough about the event. So, uh, but yeah, no, it sounds like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on. So, uh, and then there's like the last kind of couple of weeks, we've had quite a lot of, um, you know, there's been quite a lot of national championships and, uh, you know, big, big races and big performances. Um, so we'll probably just pick a couple, I think. But, you know, you'll you'll have a good sort of handle on some of the results in, in the national championships. So I suppose the most recent one was the, the Scottish 10K championships, the Babcock one. Um, now, I'm sure you had a, a few athletes taking part in that one. Um do you want? Yeah. Um, so do you want I, to talk I, about that? Yeah, the, I, I had a couple of folk um, competing. So on, on the women's side, uh, uh, there was Naomi Lang. So Naomi got got a bronze medal, um, having having cycled hundred k the day before, done a, a hill race midweek, oh. 
prior to that, and then uh, she'd actually done the uh, uphill and downhill um, trial race on the previous weekend. So, um, so she, 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 uh, yeah, she had a lot on her hands. And then uh, local lad Miles, Miles Edwards, and Miles is transitioning at long, long last into the longer distances, having decided that, that he's he's maybe not got the legs to be a fifteen hundred meter runner anymore. Uh, but uh, but Miles was fifth, uh, well fifth, sixth overall, but fifth in the in the Scottish Championships, yeah. and he dipped under 30, uh, 31 minutes for the first time, thirty fifty eight. So. Um, you know, so that was uh, some really good performances from, you know, uh, certainly from local folk. Um, yeah. and, and then in terms of like the, you know, the top three, we had John Bell, Inverclyde, 30-30, Alistair Hay, he's still there mixing up the medals, 30-33, so, and, yeah. and Ryan Thompson, Campus Lang. Ali's quite he's 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 a long laster, isn't he? I think it was at 2010 he he was uh, uh, at the Commonwealth Games 1500. Uh, I think it was right. Um, yeah, long time back, but I'm, I'm, he dipped under 340 in the days before there were kind of magical running spikes, uh, and yeah. in, and he's 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 kind of still putting out performances over 5k, 10k, cross-country, you know, it's, it's quite a longevity there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then the female side, um, as, as you said, you know, Naomi got a cracking bronze medal there, uh, you know, despite the, you know, just the, 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 the sheer labour she's put on herself for all these other races. <laughs> um, and uh, Natasha Phillips, what a run from her. 30, I think her chip time was actually sub 33, like 32.58 or something. And from Dundee, Hockhill, Harriers, Kirsty Walker, Edinburgh AC, 33.52 uh, for the silver. And um, our in, our previous interviewee, Sarah Green, got a fourth place there, 35.09, first Masters as well. So great run from her. And, and a, a big shout out to Tom's uh, better half as well, Fiona, Fiona Bryan for getting an eighth place uh, and, you know, our first race back after having the twins and, you know, a, a cracking eighth place from, from her in, in 36-11. So, yeah, well done, Fiona. Great it's run. really good, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just to just hark back to Natasha again and, you know, here's, here's the lass who's just turned 18, uh, who's run a half marathon and under 112 at uh, Inverness. Um She's then run 54 minutes for 10 miles. Uh, she's won the 10K in just under 33 minutes, and she was second in the Scottish 5K as well. Um, that's a, a, a really amazing set of performances for uh, somebody of that age, and, and certainly marks her out as a, a significant talent. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, there must be something in the war in Dundee, you know, Eilish and Natasha, you know, just fingers crossed, she just keeps keeps at it and, and you know, hopefully those performances will, will turn to bigger things. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, it's, it's, think, it's, it's pretty big, it's pretty big as it is. I think I think going under 72 minutes for, for a half marathon at, at that age uh, is pretty special. 
I mean, what what do you think? Like, yeah, probably not without having stats there. That time at her age, in terms of world rankings, must be, you know, one of the the top. Yeah. So I don't I don't know, and I and I really I don't know Natasha at all, other than just seeing seeing what the results are. I've only yeah. heard some things around the fact she's she's done a bit of triathlon as well. Um, and a bit of a shout out for that because I do I do think that you can get really good accrual of endurance, particularly through uh, additional cycling that takes that kind of pressure off your legs. You know, stops you doing too much repetitive volume um, in, in a load bearing way. So if you're doing a bit of swimming and some cycling as well, I think I think you can accrue some some decent endurance top ups that way as well. Well, but I don't I don't know enough about Natasha, but she's clearly uh, she's clearly got a significant potential to be running that well uh, at, at this age, and I would trust that she's in in good hands for her future development. Yeah, uh, well said. There you go, folks. There's some you, this uh, this you need to take a note of this podcast and write your notes, folks, because this is words of wisdom from. From the doc talks here. So. <laughs> well, one final result I want to talk about is, and I quite like this one because there's actually stats associated with it. I don't know if you've seen seen the link. If you open up the the Scottish Athletics link, I think Adrian Stotts put up like stats in terms of like some of the times that the runners have 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 ran them, uh, not times, but just. Well, yeah, times and in, in in you know the numbers that people have have run in terms of like the years and sub fifteen five k's to, to to sub twenty and the number of finishers. Um, but but briefly we'll we'll just you know rat, rattle through the the main results from it because it's it was incredible depth. Uh, you know throughout the male and the female results but Jamie Crow got the win in 14-13 from Central an interview of the show uh, Scott Starlin 14-14 and third place was Kane Elliott of the same club uh, Falkirk Victoria Harriers in 14 so pretty stacked from the top three there uh, and then in terms of the gender results you had Lynn McKenna uh, a name that I've not really heard about in six he got the win in 16-04 and Natasha Phillips in 1614 and Stephanie Tucker in 1622. Um, do you know anything about Lynn McKenna at all? Or have you, I've, you know, I've anything? not not heard I've not heard of Lynn at all. No. Uh, so like, you know, to beat Natasha and to almost get into that sub 16 minute 5K yep. is, you know, I, I think so Shettleston yep. runner and uh, yeah, just a name to certainly look out, out to as well. Uh, so 16.04 so yeah, is a good good time. It's a good time, 16.04. Yeah. Um, and uh, as you say, it can be close to get, getting sub-16. But, but that that's a good time. I've got a couple of 5K runners, you know, who on the track were a couple of years ago running 16.05 to, to 16, uh, 16.10. Um and then one dipped under under 16. I know how hard it is to, you know, the yeah. kind of how hard it is to train to to get to that level of performance. So 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 that's great. The other thing I wanted to just well, there's a couple of things I wanted to share out there. You know, I mean, Jamie Crow ran really well. Clocked it. I mean, they've got it down as 14.12 here. 
um, as as a as the record. But J Jamie, um, you know, he won uh, the Balmoral race, but the whole of the Balmoral series, didn't he? he did five k, the ten k, and the and the long run. And he and, got and quite he got edged out by. Did I, he? he edged me out in the fifty miler. Eh? He edged you. Oh yeah, yeah. He was lucky there then. Clearly, <laughs> he was lucky. He was lucky. <laughs> three minutes. But, three uh, minutes but, lucky. Yeah. So, so a significant, you know, endurance weekend for him, and yet he still still got the pace to come away and 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 run a fourteen twelve. So that that was good. Uh, the other the other folk that that also amazed me, uh, given my vintage years, are Fiona Matheson. Uh, who ran a fabulous uh, uh, time, eighteen sixteen, it's for a British record, and and she's just, you know, at the weekend uh, ran a thirty eight minute, I think it was about thirty eight nine or something for for ten k. I might have got the time wrong, but she's, you know, once once again uh, up up there. Um, British record, and then uh, Alistair Walker, <laughs> yeah, uh, a namesake of mine. But uh, you know, he's probably he's about a mile faster than me over ten k. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously, there's, there's hope there's, for you, Lewis. There's, hope yeah, there's no, Lewis, there's uh, no, there's no hope for a guy for a guy who can run a thirty-four oh five ten k at age sixty-six. I think Alistair is. Aye, uh, sixty-six. And then, and then he's run sixteen thirty-five over over five k. I mean, these are these are okay. phenomenal performances, and and it just shows you, you know, what's possible if you continue training. Well, not even if you continue training, if you start training uh, yeah. in your in your later years, and you accrue that endurance that, that we were speaking about earlier. So so great great yeah. performances. Yeah, there's some amazing performances and. Um, I don't know if you saw the stats. There's like an Excel Excel spreadsheet, but um, it's quite interesting. But I'll, I'll kind of I'll, I'll just go through it briefly, but we'll try and add it to our, our notes. But basically, in 2023, there was 24 runners that went sub 15. 103 runners went sub 16, uh, which is you know is incredible. And you know compared to the to 2013 only. Five people went under sub fifteen. Twenty three people went under sub sixteen. Um, whereas you know the year on year the 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 numbers of people have have gone gone quicker has has gone up. Um, like last year, nineteen went under fifteen. Eighty nine went under sixteen. This year, one hundred three, which is you know a little bit certainly a little bit more. And it's great to see, you know, like. Uh, the 520 finishers, 520, 521 finishers this year, 520 finishers last year. Um, so the numbers are quite generally quite accurate. Uh, and it, it's, it's probably, you probably don't want to look at those stats too much, but there's, without going into too much detail, there's probably quite a lot of stories you can take from that, uh, which you'll probably be able to talk about for hours, no doubt about shoe technology, training well, methods, yeah, you read my all mind. that kind of stuff. But <laughs> well, maybe, so I think, maybe I, think a, I think a couple of things, just, just briefly, is that in the 10 years, uh, more than doubled the number of finishers. So I think I think that's fantastic news for, for the sport. 
that that we're still kind of accruing numbers and and getting getting people interested and 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 running running fast over 5k. Uh, I think the shoes are are, are are certainly something that we can speak about. There's a number of papers, you know, research papers I've been looking at in the last yeah. two or three months around around that, whereby you can get anything from you know 10% gain to 10% loss. You know, I, I didn't realise yeah. that, but but it's it's um, so so what what um, what some of these researchers are saying just you know now is that what you should actually do is to try out various types of go faster shoes you know various makes because some of the makes will make a huge difference to you and some of them will make very little difference or, or might actually uh, be counter to your best interest so um so so that's that's really quite an interesting takeaway that that you should be kind of maybe thinking about how you try out uh, shoes and you know and i've 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 got you know, Nike go faster shoes. I've got a couple of pairs of Sacconis. Uh, you, you know, I've got Asics. And there's definitely, for me, there's a big difference. You know, there's a spread of difference between those shoes. They're all go faster shoes. But, you know, I know when I go out and do a particular session, that one pair in particular is going to be at least 10 seconds a mile faster than 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 the other pairs you know, there's, there's a real ranking list ah okay and and i suppose it's all individual based on how you run as well you know one person yeah. could uh you know perform better in a a particular shoe versus another yeah. shoe and so yeah I, I i've generally for me i've only really used uh nike but i would i would if I had lots of money, I would definitely uh, invest in. <laughs> once, uh, once, once TRS goes global, and uh, then, then we can, in, in all these companies, uh, you know, ask us to test them. Then we'll, we'll put it to the test, eh? Uh, well, yeah, no, I think, I think we're that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> not the global no, bit, no, just the testing bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was really interested, and in, um, yeah, I think we should really. We should really have a bit more of a conversation about for you anyway something that you i know you know a lot about is just some of the you know the changes in training and outlooks and performance why are people faster i think that'd be a topic in itself and uh yeah it'd be exciting to, to talk about that at some point in the in the future uh but i think that probably rounds up some of the the kind of major results there's probably a couple other things that we could talk about, but I'm I'm aware of time, and uh, you know I I don't want people to complain that you're only having a, a medium run to do, and you're doing a long run. So uh, <laughs> so is there anything you anything else you want to talk about? Well, you know what I think I think or? I think we took up a fair bit of time at, at the start, didn't we? Kind of chatting away about stuff. So I can I can well understand if folk are saying, "Come on, guys, you need to wind it up now." They're, they're lucky again i'm sure they're they're like no don't stop uh it's we don't know do we we don't know until it's out there but uh yeah i think certainly this this episode has been really interesting a lot of knowledge and from yourself and uh it's yeah, it's good to get an update and as to some of the the races that have been taking part in but something we haven't done yet and now given you the opportunity to you know 
think about who your TRS runner of the week would be, Lewis. Uh, who, oh, you've you just any, landed. Any you've thoughts? landed that on me. You've landed that <laughs> on me, Kyle. <laughs> uh, um, you noticed I left it blank there. Um, but uh, well, I mean, what, what did we have? We had the 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 ten k was on at the weekend. Um, I don't like. I mean, there was obviously lots of races that were taking place, but you know, the notable one for me is the. You know, just I suppose you know the the performance from the the ten k. Um, yeah. Who, who would you who would well, you give it, would, it to? It would be Natasha. Yeah. There you go, Natasha Phillips. You are the the TRS runner of the week, and we're still trying to get her on the show. So maybe maybe this will be the maybe this will be the the sort of prompt that will 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 get her on, and we you know we are in talks of her. It's getting the the time available for her to come on the show. So yeah, well done, Natasha. Crack and run yeah. at the 10k and the the national champion. So good shout, Lewis. I, I like it. And uh, yeah, I think we there was a couple of folk playing tart running shorts. I think the run Kiri results were uh, races were on there. Mark Beagree was was wearing his again, and Eddie Eddie McCluskey was wearing his. I don't think there was anyone else, uh, unless it, someone has, um, unless someone lets me lets us know. So, um, but yeah, show us, send send us your your shorts on our socials, Lewis. I know you've got a pair of tartan running shorts, so uh, you know we want to get we want to get you back in them for your your sessions on along the Garmouth well, Bridge there. Well, Kyle, I'm you know I'm going to take my tartan running shorts to Club La Santa. I'm going there oh. in June for uh, for a. Uh, uh, ten days like stint. It. So um, yes, yeah, so I'll take. I'll absolutely. I'll take my shorts. Fantastic to hear. Fantastic to hear. So, well, Lewis, it's been it's been great having you on the on the show uh, again. And thanks so much for your contribution. It's been it's been awesome. And it's just uh, yeah, just just chatting to my coach, and it's 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 been great. So thank you again. And. Listeners as well, uh, have a great week and yeah, enjoy the rest of the week. I hope you enjoyed the the episode and uh, here is Ali McIver to sing you out. Bye. Shorts in our shorts, 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 because there's
And that's a wrap.